What's doing? Welcome to another week of the Rugby Report Card. How are you, Jim? Good. Doing very, very well spirited after a spirited performance. Yeah, from the Wallabies, no Richard this week, just the two of us. Yep, back to the uh, the Unic podcast. It is back to the Unic podcast. Never gets old. It, it never does. Actually, in fact, it's being recorded in uh, my old bedroom at my parents' house in person. Mm, the origins, where it all kicked off. This is where it, it all started, back to the grassroots. I thought back to grassroots. That's right, yeah. We practice what we preach. I thought it started one night at 3 a.m. in South America. No! We started a rugby podcast. <laughs> Um, all right, here we are. Well, what a um, spirited and incredible and interesting and thought-provoking mm. performance by the Wallabies. Let's start at the beginning. Did you watch it? No, I didn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did watch it, Jim. Did you watch it? Yeah, I love the 12.30 time slot. I mean, for my commitments, it fitted in really, really well. Yeah, time to, to mourn. The sun was still up. It couldn't be that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, well, I guess I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you watched the game, which was, um, I think no one would argue, the, the best performance the Wallabies have had this year. Uh, an utter, utter, utter heartbreak, and I'm so sick of it. It just felt inevitable to loss, didn't it? Yeah, it did, particularly when the wind was in the sails in the second half for the home team. You knew the writing was on the wall. And you desperately hoped that it wasn't the case. But seriously, at day's end, if we had a scrum, we win that game. Because all the tries that they scored, they were piggybacked down the field. The eventual penalty, piggybacked down the field, slotted it from there. Like everything came to our inability to scrum with our bench front row. Yeah, but you've got a feel for the Wallaby set up there. I mean, how many guys are injured? We're, we're missing our, We're missing two tight heads. Alala Toa and Tupac. We're down to a third Pone who was who was great. I thought it was incredible. He can't do 80. So he was fantastic. Scrummed really well in the first half. So you're down to your let's be honest, Harry Johnson Holmes, probably your next best tight head. For some reason not in the squad. And then you got Robinson injured as well, probably your fifth best tight head in Australia. So who were the two on? Who so were you, the two? You're down to Nongor, your sixth best tight head in Australian rugby. Packing up against the All Blacks in a must-win scrum. He's on a hiding to nothing. Then go through the hooker stocks. I mean, I thought um, Fessel was outstanding. He was. But he had to play 70 minutes on debut in New Zealand. He's going to be up against it with nothing left in the tank. So it was all sort of up to Jimmy Slipper um, to hold that scrum together. And let's be honest, mate, he looks like 60 kilos ringing wet. Like he's a scrummaging beast for what he is. Even when he gets his kid off at half time and you're in the change room camera, there's not a lot of money. Looks like a muso, it. mate. Yeah, he does. Looks like he's a Melbourne cafe connoisseur. So they're, they're up against it and there's not a lot the Wallabies could do there except maybe not drop the ball. But I guess my point is you get that fixed up. We have a different result. Yeah, we're which, which is what shocked me, right, James? I, I want to get into this game because for me um, – Fuck it. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the Eddie Kool-Aid, which is this. We have the individual athletes to mix it with anyone in the world. Our 15 fully fit, there's some phenomenal athletes on that park. And I think the Eddie Kool-Aid is this. He had the balls to put Gordon and Tate in. 
under their footballing leadership in the, in the centre of the field, I believe, with the athletes around them, I believe. Eddie, you've got to give them credit. Other than that last 20 minutes, our set piece has been good in these four games. We have the athletes to get this done. So I'm drinking the Kool-Aid there, and I'm also drinking the Kool-Aid in the sense that I've seen improvement. We were awful against South Africa, awful against Argentina, and in the last two weeks we were good for 30 minutes against the All Blacks, and then we were good for 60 minutes against the All Blacks. I'm starting to see it and I'm starting to believe, and I take real comfort in this fact from every avenue or article that I could hear, he is beyond flogging the boys at training. They are absolutely going into those games already cooked. Whereas if you were serious about winning those games, you would have tapered. You've got the All Blacks back-to-back within seven days. You do a couple of light run-throughs. From all accounts, full contact, two sessions a day with some Eddie mind games going on. (laughs) They are walking on that field already cooked. Yeah. And the fitness, they look like they were cooked already. So I've got this faith that he's just breaking them and getting us so fit so that come to the World Cup, a tapered Wallabies might have something to show, which is what, what shocked me because I've got here from Richard because he's unable to make it. He's texted in and he? said, what's he said? Same old Wallabies. Loss was inevitable. As soon as the All Blacks ran off the bench, the All Blacks got it done. Mm. Uh, Wallaby's got the rub of the green. Mm. As soon as the ref evened it up, it was all over for the Wallabies. Yeah. Typical Richard. Yeah, shit. just looking over your shoulder, that text ends with prediction exited at the pool stage. Yep, and that's the shit we have to put up with. And that's why he's not here. We didn't invite him. No, not done. welcome. I'm done. Not welcome. Are you drinking <laughs> the Kool-Aid yet? Because last time we are on this podcast, it was, all right, reconciled to the fact that we're ninth in the world. We've sucked for 20 years. It's probably time to acknowledge that we can't win the World Cup. We can't win the Bundesliga. We can't win the Rugby Championship. Let's just strap in and enjoy a few tight losses. Yeah. I'm absolutely. I've got a history. I've changed. We're winning this World Cup. Yeah. I don't know about that. But I, I, got I a... literally bet on it yesterday. How much? As in, like, what were the odds? It's not enough. It's only $11. Oh, look, it should be 100 to one. Jeez. Yeah. Far out. That is cheap. But do you believe? I don't believe, but I reckon we've got some good performances coming. Some some performances that would be worth getting up at Sparrows for. But um, I've got a history of getting behind coaches as we hire them and, and going all in and thinking that they're this great leader. <laughs> and then hating them a year and later. And then hating them a year later. But, like, there's two prongs, right? For entertainment value, you know, he's cracked the Datsun joke. I love that shit. I love where he makes a very, very serious thing not so serious. And I quite like, like a loss or something. Bullying Chrissy Doran every time he asks a question. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. And then the, what did he say yesterday? We learned a lesson that you couldn't learn at the University of Otago or something. <laughs> That's what he said. There's a lesson here you could learn that you wouldn't get from the university. Just like it's brilliant, right? Just, and it's very casual. It's very Australian as well. So in that sense, I think that does great for sort of relieving the pressure and making everyone, you know, settle down, takes the pressure off the boys. And then there's the other thing where you talk about his leadership and he comes in and he keeps telling us that we have the manpower and we have the talent to do really, really well. And we all want to believe it, so we do believe it, but you are on a, you're on a timeline. The clock is ticking until one day you lose the squad, you lose the boys, and they no longer believe it as well that we don't have the talent. If you just keep racking losses up like this. I agree, but I reckon this performance was enough for the belief. 
not even for the true believers, to quote Johnny Howard. This was enough for anyone with a with a little bit of belief to think that there's something there. Whereas I reckon last week, the only ones left were the true believers. We, we jumped shit. Mm. I was off. We sucked. I'm back on, baby. Mm. The smash and grab. But you see him, mate. The dude, what is, he's got to be pushing 80, Eddie, doesn't he? Eddie, yeah. he's his 90th. Oh, he's his 90th. He's out there in a tux with the whistle, running behind the defensive line, screaming at him pregame. And then he's in the he's in the sheds at halftime, screaming at him. I at love everyone. halftime, mate. It's like a naughty year seven class. Everyone's fucking just locked in and nodding and agreeing. Even the coaches. Even quite the coaches. In, quite interesting. John Connolly Knuckles has come out and thrown a lot of shade at Eddie, and said so when I took over from Eddie last time, it took a year to just get any confidence back. The, the boys were shadows. Eddie destroyed them. Really? Yeah. Shut up, Knuckles. <laughs> I'm Team Eddie, baby. Um, I mean, mate, I, I we've got to believe eventually, don't we? And and this was the performance that gave me hope. With all of that said, just utterly crushing the defeat. That's just him fucking relieving some responsibility. Like a team was shit for a year because Eddie fucked him up. The same thing's going on in England. Yeah, England sucked because Eddie fucked him up. Yeah, they lost to Wales. You know, like that dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I, I buy into that because everyone's got their style. You know what you're getting when you hire him. I don't know. I'm in for the old. I'm in for him. Um, should we talk about some individual performances then? Because um, there were some absolute standouts, I thought. Now, we had an unchanged backline, didn't we? An unchanged backline. Well, we could run through them quickly. I thought Callaway. Um, he had quite a few run meters at the end of the game, so he must have done something. He's just safe, right? He's the, the, the anti right. Yeah, he's the anti right. He's the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for us, the wrong is right. The wrong is right the for wrong the, the current right. scheme. Um, no, great. I'm in for Kellaway. He just does his job, um, and I think we're used to a flashy fullback, but. We'll do the anti-right. Yeah, we'll take the safe hands. And that's exactly what, under the high ball, he's been doing great. There's no two ways about it. And I think he's making more metres than you give him credit for yeah, post-catch, yeah. which is where he's probably getting them. And he's busy. He makes the right decisions too. Yeah. I mean, Namagani uh, Tawase is, I, I, I've reserved jumping on the bandwagon for a very long time um, because poor, a few poor decision-making and early in his career, early, it's a, three years ago, an avoidance of contact. And I just thought, I don't see the full package here. I was way off, mate. He is world class. He is legit, mate. I reckon at the end of this World Cup, there's a version of a world team with him on the wing. Mm. That's how on him I am. He is a freak, mate. Yeah. He's he's the most improved across the, across the back line over the years. And and sold. The, the winger situation is sold now. Remember it's like, oh, it's him, mate. He's outstanding. He's hard to tie down too. What's that machine you play when you ding, 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 ding? What's that one? Um, Fucking, it's like how a we ping, not saying... pinball machine. Pinball. pinball. Pinball machine. He's the ball in the pinball machine. He is bouncing off defenders. He is tough to bring down. He's erratic. He's like over-enthused. He's winning his contact, so I'm no, very I'm, good. He's got a long term spot in that jersey. Good, good for ball retention too. On the other thing, Mariki Corbetti, beast, mm. just beast, mate. On another level, beast does something beastly every game, and then something stupid every other. Nah, you're wrong, mate. He's that good. What did he do that was stupid? I don't know. I love something it. stupid. I'm in. Mariki's a beast. Um, Pattaya, I think, has cemented himself 
as the utility. It's not Reese Hodge, it's not James O'Connor, it's Pattaya. He's he's very, very good. Um, he looks when he runs, he looks impossible to tackle. I'm very big on Jordan Pattaya. Air Geordie. He doesn't look comfortable at 13, though, for me. I thought he had a decent game. Expecting to see him there against France in the friendly? Possibly. Depends where Ricky Tau is. I'm fine with him being a replacement for Ricky Tau. I just want Bataille to lock down a spot. Um, that's my only worry for him. Um, and I'm not convinced it's 13. It's nowhere else. I know. But he feels a bit... Um, Wasted on the wing in some regards. Yeah, but he feels a bit... Like when he passes, he doesn't run. Doesn't follow through. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like I think you used to say this about Reese Hodges. Like if they pass, they literally drift across field and run mellowy. Mm. But when they run, they run like a cannonball. Mm. But it's so predictable. The best 13s, the Lenica Towers of the world, mostly run because that's your primary responsibility there. But when they pass, there's no change of speed. So I don't know, for Bataille, if it's going to be 13, I just want him to have a full season at the Reds there. I want him not moving anywhere else. Well, new coach coming in, we'll see. Um, but he was he was good, he was fine. Well, we've got to be World Cup focused though, where do you see him? Um, as our utility, Yeah. as the 23 on the bench. And then uh, Karevi at 12? Just awesome, just an awesome rugby player and just the king of handling shit being shoveled. This very often in rugby, you just need someone to just hit the game line burrow. and burrow, and he's always willing to burrow. Yeah, he burrows. Um, I didn't think he had his best game, but he's had get-out-of-jail-free card every time we look frantic. Mm. Um, always good for, you know, one poor decision a game, but Samu Krebs is a beast, mate. Mm. What do you think about the halves, Jim? Look, step forward. Collectively, step forward for sure. I thought Carter kicked quite well, despite a few bound to happen some growth pains i don't mind tate i mean i know he's got some passing issues but um largely just his his speed at the base of the rock is much quicker than nick white's you're not getting that controlled game slowed down tempo that you get from nick white but i think pace is what we needed oh that urgency particularly i mean the reason we scored those first two tries was that urgency so and, and nick white tries it's just tate's quicker than him i think at that aspect of the game and um it's that thing of um, Nick White thinks the game has to be played out of nine, so he takes a second to make a decision, whereas Tate is willing to just move it, just move it, just move it. If he sees an inch, he'll run. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, though. Carter Gordon, I was worried about his kicking game. It looked good on the weekend. Yeah, it did look good. Because the rest of that back line, there's not a lot of kicking options, and you see Simon Karevi kicking, Pattaya kicking, and you're a bit like, ooh. Yeah, you know, we're going to struggle in this kicking game, but um, I thought he kicked really well. I thought Tate was skipping the team, mate. I thought he was sensational, yeah. absolutely sensational. A couple of threes, I probably would have pointed to the sticks. Well, that changes everything. Like the one that he missed, maybe missed one or two, Carter, but like in an international game, that's fucking everything. Well, Carter Gordon hit in the post once, and I think once or twice Tate not pointing at the sticks. Um, but, you know, it paid off. I think our second try was him not taking three. But so it's, was it's that in the form? Was that when it, they didn't take the three, when it was 17-3? And they got a, what is it, fucking 14-point lead. There are two yeah, things. Yeah, when Adi Savir held Tate up, we'd had about two. How the fuck did he not score there? That's a joke. Adi Savir's an absolute beast, mate. Absolutely. That was the canonical moment in the game. But the ball's on his 
outside. He's got the ball on the opposite end, opposite shoulder where Artie's coming from. Like it's a no-brainer that you get that down. That was poor. It was poor. Poor execution, but, uh, you know, that was one of those times maybe you take the three in those tight games, just build a lead, get it out by 17 points. But, you know, there were times where we didn't go. We went for the try and we scored. Um, I agree with you at the time. I mean, if Tate in his time again, he probably scores that. He was well over the line. He yeah. just needed to put the bloody thing down. That's right. Um, put himself in a good spot. Mm. I'm excited with the halves. My only reservation is what do you do with Nick White and Quade Cooper now? It's too early for Quade, as in, like, I'm not ready to write him off. No, but he did lose the game for us. Yeah, he contributed to the loss of the game. I mean, he should have caught that. I mean, he did slot a, a marvellous kick there to, to put us back in contention. Yeah, that was... And the- it's brutal, right, when you come on, you're on a hiding to nothing. But, you know, four men overlap and he dropped the ball when we can't scrum it. Well, he's not traditionally an off-the-bench player. Is it a relatively I think new... It, I think at his age it's hard to be. Yeah. Because you're coming on to steady the ship and it's... Not to win it. Yeah. It's a tough. It's a tough. I'm not sure about his role if you're running Carter Gordon on the makeup of that bench. If you need an out and out ten on the bench, if you need to be taking Carter Gordon off, it's a tough decision to make. Yeah, with the ten. Yeah, I don't know. Like if you're going with Carter Gordon, I don't know if you need Quaid on the bench. Mm. I'd be more inclined. Quaid running the ball is an issue. Where Carter offers you the th- the full three prongs. None of them at an elite level. But he does the yes. three prongs well. Tackles, the yeah. run, the pass, and the kick. You know, he, um, he doesn't mind a bit of contact. And Nick White, deeply uninspiring off the bench. Deeply. Um, I also think his game's not suited to the bench either. You know, do you prefer Lonigan coming on who can slot him from 50 and is a little bit quicker? I can see the argument for starting Nick White, but I don't know if I see the argument for Nick White on the bench. Anyway... I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. Yeah. Uh, and then I think going to the pack, Valentini is sensational. Yeah. You know, what do you make? The back row. The 5, back row. Tackles? The back row is what it should be. It's a nice makeup, isn't it? What do you think about that? We got Hooper to return. You got who else is running around at the flanks? Oh, Holloway. Holloway, who, mate, he had a crack. The Hooper and. Bit shit. Leota came on. Bit shit. Bit shit. He's come back from Achilles, though. We don't have time, man. I know you need time. We don't have it. Um, I really like the background. I love the makeup of the background. It does on paper seem a fraction light, and the All Blacks don't play as heavy as other teams in terms of like direct. So I, I don't know against the Bockies or or England or Argentina if it leaves you a little light. Um, with that said, I don't know how they could have played better. I can't wait till Tom Hooper's ten kilos heavier. Mm. Um, I don't think Fraser McBride's got another 10 kilos to put on. He just doesn't yeah. have the frame for it. He doesn't need it, though, does he? No, nah, not the way he plays. That was sensational. Tom Hooper was, he's an absolute workhorse, but he also won his contacts. Yeah, he's got some footwork too. Um, so, I'm in. Nah, I'm in. I'm all about it. But, I, yeah, I don't know against bigger sides. I think our second row stocks are quite good. Yeah, Frost is just sensational. Will Skelton um, is sens- sensational. Absolutely sensational. He's a genuine ball carrier. I don't mind Skelton off the bench um, to, to cause some destruction. I don't mind Skelton starting. Arnold, for me, yeah, whatever. Hasn't ticked the huge box yet, though. Mm. 
Like and I, he's had some time too. Yeah. Like I reckon if Rory was running around or Rodder was fit, he'd be talking about one of those two. Yeah. God, I don't know what Caden Neville did wrong or Swain or Philip. Like I don't know if Arnold's the guy, but at this point you pick and stick, right? You pick and stick. He's a big body. Um, and then Angus Bell's the best player in the Wallabies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy can move too. Yeah. Um, I'm comfortably, especially with Richard not here, and get away with it. He'll be the best prop in the world in three years' time. <laughs> captain? No doubt in Why is he captain? That's a good point. Mate, it's just injury. It's just can he stay healthy? And it's very hard. Yeah, especially that size frame. That size frame, that work rate, it's very hard. What was his injury? I can't remember. It was just there was that fascinating article which was the Wallabies had have had six Achilles injuries in the last 12 months. The NRL, every single team, every single squad has had nine in the last five years. And it's a serious injury, Achilles. Yeah. It's like a, it's usually a basketball one. Yeah, like what is what is happening in our training setup to allow for all these Achilles injuries? Al Alatoa last week, it's, you're out for twelve months, and you're probably not right for another twelve. Yeah, <coughs> it's really I don't know. Too much running? Is that what you're saying? I don't know what's going on. Too many so hill sprints? Maybe too many three pointers. From what you're telling me, <laughs> too many layups. Too many layups. Bell's a freak, mate. Uh, Parecki obviously didn't play many minutes. I don't know what's up with him. Hopefully he's right. I thought Fessler off the bench was a beast. Mate, didn't he come together? Mate, just the fact that he threw straight under pressure, brilliant. Yeah, okay. scrummage well. Yeah. Looks a hooker too. Yeah, he looks a hooker. You know what I mean? Jordan Useless comes on. Yeah. Come on, mate. You know? Yeah. Parecki, we're not doing accountants here. Fessler <laughs> looks a hooker and that means something. In this day and age. Well, I mean, it can only be good news for us because that's a position we're short on. Um, and I just couldn't get over how good Pane was. Around the ball? Not what? necessarily scrummaging? Even scrummaging in the first half, mate. We didn't go back an inch. That's true. I was really, really worried about scrummaging. I know he was on at the end, I think, when we were getting pumped in the scrum. So I think a lot of our going well in the first half was Angus Bell mm. scrummaging well. Mm. Um but he held up in the scrum pony. Mm. I'm I'm excited about him around the park. He's a serious mess. All in all, mate, a really, really exciting yeah. Wallaby performance. And I think the All Blacks, until they got the All Blacks on, Mawanga, Smith. That's right. The pace went up. The pace went up. Pace they went looked up like, the I, I thought they were playing super rugby until then. Yeah. Like they were trying to score from everywhere. They're trying to kick aimlessly. Um, they they looked much more sensible. The other elephant in the room, and I mean, it's below a podcast like ours to talk about refereeing, right? We would never do that. We're here to talk about. Well, I think I know where you're going. I was going to throw a few in, you know, true dick style. I might throw some questions at you, and you got to answer them in 25 words or less. All right, but first, at one point in the second half, the penalty count was eight one. Oh, okay, cool. How the fuck can you beat the All Blacks at home <laughs> when the penalty count's eight one? And I'm sorry, it's not eight one. Like there's a you can every ruck there's a penalty if you want there to be. I think so. Be and never a brilliant game. Ten out of ten. From He's the side, better. It's from the side every ruck, mate. Yeah, he was from that the, one time. And then there was a couple of breakdowns where like I was going blue in the face, and I get it fifty fifty if you maybe they went out oh, you fucking go down eight one on the penalty count. Mm. You're conceding a lot of points. All right, here we go. Question one: Is the amount of time between now and say the World Cup more? Is it going to is it is it going to regress us or is it going to improve us? Mate, the fact that we've played every week, we've seen improvement. Eddie Jones, Arnhem Land, 
the boys will be doing full contact games against one another. I think it is is the perfect amount of time uh, that it's not too long between now and the World Cup, provided two things. Tupo's fit, Iketel's fit. You're at 23 fit. <laughs> cool. Question two. The advantages that we saw in that game, some of them were very, very long, and 25 metres past the original mark. What do you think? 25 words or less or the <laughs> Listen to the tapes, mate. I've bitched about this in this podcast for years. Advantages doesn't get that much of a run. I've bitched about it plenty. Forget about this game, because I can't, but if you're listening, forget about this game. It just needs to be objective. Make a rule. Five phases, 15 metres, um, a decision to kick. What, whatever you want the rule to be, it needs to be objective. And I know, oh, rugby's so subjective. Sometimes an advantage is, fuck off, just make it objective and it's fair for both teams. Make it objective. And I know so it's bla- one, so black and white. Black and white. Once you've got five phases, that's it. It's over. Forget metres. Or once you've made 10 metres, forget it. It's over. Then we'll start seeing teams. Or both. Like or the both. Fourth, going like, hey, we'll take other. a penalty. Yep, Fine. Knock it on on purpose then. Mm. You know the stakes. No issue with that. If you want the penalty, take the penalty then. Why am I watching rugby that's inevitably going to be rewound while the clock's still running? Um, the counter to that would be, say, oh, goal line defence. Goal line defence. But then they might score on the sixth or the seventh. Like it's it takes choice. five to sort of, you know, disrupt the D-line. Like largely all of that is sucking players in so you get the lap. I'm not saying I know the number. Five was arbitrary. I reckon someone could do the stats and, and come up with a fair number. Five is an arbitrary number in my head. Um, or is it metres or is it both? Five or – you've got a TMO, mate. They just count it out. They can tell the metres. Yeah, ref, advantage is over. Mm. I'm fine at the amateur level. It's too much on the ref's play. But at that level, TMO just – yep, they've, they've advanced 10 metres. Advantage is over. I think as per, as you see, it's consistent. But when they make 20 metres – that's an advantage. Then choose to kick, which pins us back another twenty. And that's then they an go advantage back. as well. Yeah, it's it's absolutely mental. And I remember point. back in the old EA Sports Rugby two thousand, whatever it was, mate. If that ball hits the deck, advantage over. Yeah. Or a court on the full. Full. Take over. it back. That's right. <laughs> you remember? Um, you should not catch it, so you didn't get the advantage. And I know, oh, don't have your team in French. Shut up, you boring person. Don't what? Don't what? Just, well, if your team wasn't in French, shut up. My problem is we watch three, four minutes of rugby and then we go back and the clock doesn't wind back. So we just watch three minutes of pointlessness. The amount of times that that happens again, we're watching so much aimless footy that's always going back to this advantage. Yeah. Nuts. It is a release in the audience. It's like a tension release or anything can happen. Who cares? Yeah, and if you want to get real meticulous with it, maybe that advantage is longer if it's the infringement occurs within the 22. So instead of five, it's 10 mm. or seven or whatever um, because the advancement of metres is less likely and it's a more serious offence because you're more likely to be inhibiting a trial. I don't give a fuck. Someone smarter than me come up with it, mm. but have it black and white. Yeah. Because that was – yesterday felt disgraceful, like the Wallabies were screwed. Yeah. But forget that game. It's boring. It's boring. It's the one – It's that's the pick up your phone moment. Yeah. And, and my other whinge while we're doing boring is players going down injured. Get off. Get off. 
Get off. But then they can't come back on. Too bad. Get off. Get up or get off. Just they can't come back on, you know? Yeah, because they do it. You just pretend it's a HIA. The amount of time I sit there just looking at some lanky dude's legs, the physio giving them water, and the commentators just filling in time. Yeah. It's too much of it. Both teams. I'm not saying it was one or the other. It's just. Nah, it's every game. It's, it's every just game. bullshit. Get off. Or stop clock it. Injury. Times you got one minute to get up or you've been replaced. Shit, things will change. And I know it's brutal and oh, the front yeah, row is the The, the Players scrum. Association turning on. Now, shut up. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just speed it up. They're looking at too many lanky legs. It's a lot of length. It's the knees. The knees are very when your legs are that lanky, the knees get, get caught up. Yeah. No, I don't doubt that they're injured. I mean sometimes. It's a big fella sucking them in, isn't it? Well, what if you just make the tight three can come and go? Imagine that. Interchange. Yeah. Because most of the time it's one of the tight three down. Yeah. Just fucking pulling a hardery. Yeah. I don't know, mate. Something needs to be done there too. That's if they could pass well. that before the World Cup starts, <laughs> though, much much more entertaining spectacle. But I think we're dwelling on, on a couple of uh, negs because all in all it was an incredible game of rugby. Wallabies, I haven't seen them play that good since 2015. Very exciting young prospects. Tom Hooper, Frost, McDermott, Gordon, just across Nwanganituase, across the park, Bell, guys under 25 years old, ripping. Playing well. Really, really exciting Wallabies, exciting times to come. First time I bought into the Eddie script. Fuck, it hurts that we still lost, though. Mm. Like... Just when we were kids, mate, we won those. We won those. We just found a way, an arm popped out, penalty went our way. Depth is gone, mate. It's just the scrum. It was the scrum piggybacked and back into the game. Right, it was it. But if you look at the two scrums that did it, it was one was an absolutely arbitrary decision to say ball unplayable New Zealand scrum mm. when we brought it into the ruck. Mm. It's not a rule. Yeah, I saw that. It's not a rule. Crazy. What do you even and think about that And then the other one, one was Quay Cooper dropping the ball. Just don't drop it, mate. Don't drop it, A, but she B. Pass. Oh, when he hit, hit his chest. Who yeah. threw it? He was white. Yeah, probably. Get off. But um, the last scrum that was a penalty, like, like this is how it goes, but, man, there's something to turn your head at in shame that you can just let a scrum go perpetually waiting for a, for a penalty to go. Yeah. Like, player, where did the nine use it nine? Use it nine. Like, it was a stagnant scrum there at least twice. Yeah. I wrestle with it because part of me is like, well, you should be rewarded. It's a contest. It's part of the game. And, you know, I love that some countries and teams build their team around that and something really dominating about winning the scrum. But when it's at the number eight's feet and it's playable and the infringement to get there was a knock-on, you want to see rugby played. Mm. You don't want it stopped for a penalty. Mm. And some refs go that way where they're yeah. like, use it. Yeah, the scrum's fucked. Don't get me wrong. Just use it. Let's Just go. pass it. Let's go. And, and the again, the, the lack of objectivity there. Like in super rugby, it's often just use it. Yeah. Let's L- go. LTBP. Let the boys um, play. Again, objectivity, if it's stationary for two beats, Three beats, it's use it. Even if it moves again, mm. it should be use it or something. I don't know. Something like that. Something like that. It's definitely what I'm feeling too. But, look, overall, great performance, great result. Looking forward to the World Cup to come. 
Yeah. Kicking off in 30 days. 34 days, I believe. 34 days. Oh, yeah, carry the one. Yeah, that's right. What's the time zone like in France? Not great. Not great. It'll be like fucking work night, set the alarm for midnight, 1 a.m. start. How are we looking for the end of term? I think it kicks off in the holidays, but the business end of the comp is back when we're kicking. Oh, always fancy Ruben Wiki, a decent rugby league player. But then when they get to the I'll business the end, it's the, it'll be the Sunday nights. Yeah. Because that's a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can't wait. I'm, I'm edging my seat stuff. We have a really nice run at the World Cup. I don't know which Wallabies will show up, but it's. I tell you what, you sort your scrum, you sort your drop balls, simple shit. Warm into the tournament. Yeah. That's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> I think you're warm into it. <laughs> <laughs> my, the only my only last win is I just – Really enjoying it. I want to watch the rugby. I didn't really enjoy the Super Rugby that much. It yeah. got predictable and boring. It's too long. I still think the comps too. Um, and then the the Wallabies have come around and I'm glued to my TV. It's been utterly depressing, right? But I've I've really enjoyed watching it. Four games, two at home. It's not enough, is it? No, no. It has to be this way. I, I get it. But I just yeah, I can't wait to watch the boys play again. Bring well, set your alarm. Up. Set your alarm. The alarm is set. Anything else to add there, Jim? <laughs> no, no, I got it. All good. Cheers for tuning into this unique podcast. Dick's way off, though. Yeah, he's, he's way off. Full stages. He doesn't. He doesn't know much, man. No, he doesn't. See you, man.